The Korean Thread Podcast, episode 95. The pros and cons of Amazon Handmade and Shopify with Linda Bloom from Rustica Jewelry. I'm Jess Van Den, and this is the Create and Thrive podcast. A former school teacher, I turned my handmade hobby into a thriving business, and I also teach other creatives how to do the same. My goal is to help you learn how to turn your creative hobby into a thriving, profitable business. So let's get learning. Hey Thrivers, how are you? Jess here for another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast. It's lovely to be back in your ears for another week of uh, learning. So this week we have a very interesting episode. Uh, I'm talking to someone who could be my twin (laughs) in a lot of ways. Uh, We have a similar background and a similar story. I'm going to be talking to Linda Bloom of Rustica Jewelry and uh, she, like me, began her career in the science field with a Bachelor of Science and a Bachelor, sorry, and a Master of Science in Biology and she worked in that field for a long time and she began making jewelry as a form of stress relief from a hectic job and she began selling her work at markets, then started selling on Etsy. And by 2015, she was able to quit her day job and take her jewellery business full time. And she now also employs her husband in the business and they work together in um, the jewellery business. Probably sounds pretty familiar. (laughs) Very similar to Nick and my story. Absolutely. So we're going to be talking about uh, Amazon Handmade and Shopify. Linda's tried both of them and she stuck with Shopify, but she let Amazon Handmade go. So we're going to tell you why that was, her experiences with both platforms, the pros and cons in this episode. But first, a little uh, announcement, double parter. Number one is that uh, Thriver Circle membership is opening again in just a few weeks' time. It's going to be open on the 5th and 6th of April. Uh, so that'll be from 11 a.m. Uh, yep, 11 a.m. on the 5th of April, Australian Eastern Standard Time. That's the time in Brisbane, near where I live. Till 11, uh, 11 a.m. on the Friday. So that's the 7th of April, AEST. And uh, yeah, so... Thriver Circle membership will be opening in just a few weeks. So if you have been thinking about joining us in the circle, that is your chance for this quarter. Membership won't be opening again till the second half, later in the second half of the year. So I hope you do decide to come and join our wonderful community. Uh, It's just such a supportive, engaging, happy, positive, educational space. Uh, Everybody in there is just amazing and helpful and There's just so much to learn and always an ear, you know, there for you and lots of good down-to-earth advice and help and experience because there's nothing like learning from people who have done exactly what you want to do before. Plus, of course, you'll get all the stuff from me. Uh, I think there's something like 26 workshops in there now. Um, I do one every month and they're all exclusive to members of the Thriver Circle. You can't get them anywhere else. They're all video workshops um, ranging through all sorts of topics about everything handmade business. Plus, of course, you get access to my year-long course, Your Year to Thrive, where you get one lesson a week 
week for 52 weeks, which takes you on a huge journey through everything you need to learn and know about running a handmade business. So if all of that sounds pretty awesome and you've been looking for some guidance and some support in growing your handmade business, no matter what level you're at, you could be right at the beginning. So you might not even have a business yet. You might just have an idea. Or you might be like some of our members who've been in business five or more years and are already successful and are just looking to, you know, make that tweak to make things even better. It's a good place for everybody uh, at every stage. So I hope you do decide to come and join us at least for a month. Give it a, give it a try. See if it's for you. And uh, it's very affordable. It's $15 a month. That's Australian dollars. So it's even cheaper for those of you uh, in other countries. So yeah, come and give it a try. We'd love to welcome you into our safe, uh, private, supportive community, the Thriver Circle. So for more information, if you're not familiar with it, head on over to thrivercircle.com and all the information about the benefits of being part of the circle are there. And of course, a thank you to all my current and past members because the Thriver Circle is what makes this podcast possible. You'll probably notice if you're a long-time listener, I never have sponsors and I, um, you know, I don't, I just don't do that because I'm here to let you know about um, what I have to offer. So the only way to support me is to become part of the Thriver Circle or do one of my courses or something like that, which is the number two, which is that Setup Shop is running again, uh, my 30-day intensive course that'll teach you how to set up a successful online shop on any venue you choose. It's not limited to venue. It's not like a setup on Etsy or anything like that. If you want to set up on your own website, on Shopify, on Etsy, anywhere, it'll take you through everything you need to know and all the little steps to take to make sure you set yourself up for success from the get-go. And that's going to be running uh, the beginning of May. So that's a little way away yet, but I want to just put a pin in that and let you know that it's coming up soon for those of you who've been emailing me and going, when's Setup Shop bringing again? 1st of May, that's when it's going to happen. So I hope you can join us for that if you really want to get into the online side of things. Okay, so that's one and two, boom, boom, done. You know what's coming up. Uh, This episode, we're going to dive into it now. And if you've ever wondered about Amazon Handmade or Shopify and whether it's uh, the right venue for you, don't miss this episode. Your questions will probably be answered. So let's get started. Hi, Linda. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jess. It's How awesome. are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's morning here. I've got my coffee. I've done my yoga. I'm I'm in a good state. Uh, how about you? Good. It's uh, 7.15 here in the U.S. and New Jersey, so uh, my day is winding down. A busy day. Oh, New Jersey. I, lo- I know it's not New York, but I love that region of the world. I've been to mm-hmm. New York once, <laughs> and I want to go back again and explore further afield. Well, definitely let me know if you come back. I'm about an hour's drive from uh, from the city, so. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I can't imagine being so close is such an amazing place. But, oh, well, I live somewhere pretty amazing, too. It's just a different type of amazing. Well, I'll take you up uh, if we can yeah. switch uh, visits sometimes because Australia is on the top of our list. Excellent. You should totally come here. It's awesome. Um, yes. So uh, uh, today we are talking about something I'm very, very excited to talk about. Uh, but before we dive into that, could you just give us a little uh, background on who you are and what you do and kind of what your creative business story is? Okay. So my name is Linda. I am the owner of Rustica Jewelry. Um, 
I have been running Rustica since about 2010. Um, previous to that, I was a scientist. I have a bachelor's and a master's degree in microbiology, chemistry. So, um, oh my god, we could yeah, be twins. I, well, apart the biology part, anyway. <laughs> I know, I know, and it's it's funny because when I first heard your whole story, I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, so then it just kind of got to the point of, you know, I started making jewelry as a hobby, as kind of a stress reliever, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I just was really getting burned out in my job, um, I had long commutes, and you know, like so many people, it just, you know, started growing, I started doing markets, I grew my online presence and before I knew it I you know I made some preparations but I felt ready to quit my day job and I did that almost two years ago wow that's awesome and so since then Rustica has been your full-time geek yep yep (laughs) and actually um I've recently brought my husband on as well and almost (laughs) exactly to your story too um well it different I mean a little bit different he was an environmental scientist Mm -hmm. and he got laid off last year and he um on some of my wholesale accounts I we make our own displays to Mm -hmm. send uh, custom displays so he's kind of taken over that part and we're just trying to see where it goes from there so yeah, I've got a partner now. <laughs> Yay, help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so so you've got, you know, you did the whole markets thing and wholesale thing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you also sell online, right? Yes, I've been on Etsy since 2010, mm-hmm. and I started a Shopify site um that's been about close to two years ago now. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. I was <laughs> kind of that, you know, it wasn't like a huge priority. I kind of put it together. And then about a year ago, I'm like, I need to get serious on this. So I really worked hard at it. And I've, you know, I, it's not like I'm trying to pull everything away from Etsy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I love Etsy. It's, you know, been a great start. But um, I've started slowly diverting, like, my social media into my Shopify site. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. So is that is, is Shopify like your website, basically? Like, yes. do you, you don't have a standalone? Okay, cool. So, Well, I mean, I guess it's what I would call my standalone site. It's yeah. just Shopify is my platform, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... I didn't totally create my own website, like, from scratch. Yeah. Like, awesome. Okay. So you've got Etsy shop, you've got Shopify, and you've also tried Amazon Handmade. Yes. Right when it came out. Okay. So you were, you were like, accepted early to be one of the first people on it? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. And how long would you say you were on there for, approximately? Um, I was on there for about six months mm-hmm. and um, if you're ready to start talking about that experience <laughs> I can go with it yeah so it a- yeah go ahead yeah no so it, we that's what we're going to be talking about today is Shopify and Amazon and kind of the pros and cons of both of them because I know a lot of you listening um, have either used 
Shopify or Amazon or have thought about it. And I am not familiar personally with either platform. I mean, I was accepted to sell on Amazon, but I never actually got around to setting it up. And mm. Shopify, I've not tried because I have multiple other platforms and um, I wasn't looking at by that stage of my business to expand to another one. But I know a lot of people use it and sing its praises. So yeah, yeah, let's get started kind of talking about those two platforms and the good and the bad, I guess, of both. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, we can start with Amazon really mm-hmm. quick because that's a little bit shorter of a story. <laughs> um, I, I don't have quite as much to say on that, except that um, it was interesting in that um, right like the day it went live, I had maybe 50 or 60 of my um, items on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I started getting orders like instantly and wow. I would say – first three weeks I made over a thousand dollars wow and I was thinking like wow this is gonna be interesting you know and Mm. it was the end of October and I thought I'm gonna have a crazy holiday season so yeah and um then it was kind of weird it was like then about a month into it it got a little slower which I expected you know Mm. kind of the hype wore off yeah and then another month into it, it really started getting slow and it just gradually like really dropped off fast. And mm. I, I know from they have their own forums as well. And people were kind of wondering what happened. Mm-hmm. And apparently um, there are sellers that were on Amazon previously that did handmade. They just, which I didn't know, mm. but they... um just were not in that category yeah I guess so then I guess they heard that it was going really well and then they all kind of flooded into the handmade and Amazon just kind of let they were kind of doing groups of people so Mm -hmm. it wouldn't get flooded but then apparently they just said okay everybody can come so then it just got like washed out yeah and then kind of got down to the point where probably by by the time I was going off of there. I maybe had like two or three sales a month. So, oh, mm. um, yeah, so that was kind of a little bit of a strange way to do things. Um, they had a high, they had a high, um, fee. It was, mm. I think it was 12% of your sale. Um, that was definitely one of the things that made me balk at the idea of setting up on there. Like that seems yeah. excessive. Was there uh-huh. a listing fee as well? Um, you know, I don't remember that actually, Mm. but, um, I know now if you join, it's, uh, $39.99 a month also, uh, they waived it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was really expensive. Um, they waived it for the first, I think it was either the first six months or the first year. So that's why a lot of people wanted to try Mm. it was, you weren't going to have that fee, but now I think going into it, you would be paying, the $40 a month plus 12%. Right. Yeah. So if you weren't making a lot of money on that, it would be a pretty big hit. Mm. So do you think, and I've, I've always been curious about this because I mean, Amazon isn't eBay, but I still think of people going on Amazon as more bargain shoppers than handmade shoppers. <laughs> like then yep. they're not like people who go to Etsy I'm sure there is still that, you know, there are people who have a bargain mentality. But generally speaking, I think if you deliberately go somewhere like Etsy to shop, you're probably expecting to 
pay a decent amount for something well made. Whereas mm-hmm. going like I wouldn't even think to go to Amazon to search uh-uh. for handmade goods because I'm like, oh well, that's where I buy my eBooks and you know yeah. like, stuff that's not expensive. Um, exactly. Yeah. So do you think that was part of the issue of building? You know, people just were looking, but they weren't buying because it seemed you know too expensive to them. Yeah, um, I think so. I think that I think they kind of built it up a lot before it opened, so people were kind of excited. Like I said, it got off to a great like first month, and um, but um, not only I think people were looking for a bargain, like you said, but also people were wanting. They're so used to Prime, which mm. you know we can get for. Do you guys have that option where no. you can get things like overnight? And no. Next day, <laughs> we okay. know we know about it. Um, okay, so and, it's yes, kind of. It's just something over here that you just like. Oh, I'll order it from Amazon and I'll have it tomorrow, or I'll right. have it in two days. Mm-hmm. Especially with the Prime membership. So I did find that people were, even though I still put my three to five days shipping. You know, that it would ship after three to five business mm. days. People were still, you know, is this shipping soon? You know, after like the day they ordered. And <laughs> I thought you just can't, you can't have people in that mindset with handmade, no. you know. And I, I kind of foresaw that that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. So um, unlike Etsy, you can't communicate with your customers and they can't, they can't send you a convo and you can't send them a convo. It kind of goes through... Um, I guess Amazon is like the middleman. So it was getting really confusing too and really difficult because, you know, um, you would get an email from somebody and then you couldn't directly email them back. It had to go through Amazon. And I did find that a lot of times my messages wouldn't go through and I would get some kind of angry emails back. Mm. Like, why haven't I responded? Yeah. When in fact I did, and I couldn't contact them directly. I'm like, oh, help! <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to communicate with you here, and I can't. Uh-huh. Like, it just gives you this address of like, you know, all numbers and letters and some kind of code that they have. So that was really frustrating. And a couple mm-hmm. times, you know, um, like people do on Amazon, they want to buy things and return them. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of returns, which I never get on Etsy, <laughs> and. I ended up just because of the com- communication was so bad, I ended up having to give a refund without ever getting the item back. And, you know, it was just always, it's like you were getting reprimanded by Amazon. Like, why haven't you taken care of this? And it's like, but I did and I'm trying. And <laughs> oh, that sounds very stressful. It was, yeah, it was not pleasant at all. And I know one time, um, too, it was, I thought it was a little bit funny. Um, I was running one day late on shipping something and I got an email from them mm-hmm. and they said, um, they said, we noticed you're late on this shipment and this is not acceptable for Amazon and we're going to need you to write an action plan describing <laughs> what happened and how this will never happen again. And I, <laughs> I felt like I got my hand slapped, you know, oh, no. <laughs> So it just it works very different. Mm. It's not really um it's not really a community of artists and makers like mm. mentality minded people running it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
they just drew in people from their main their main business and tried to say like, oh, you're going to run this. And they had no clue on, yeah. you know, how we work and that <laughs> things are going to be late on occasion. And maybe something didn't dry right or set right. Yeah. And it's going to be delayed by a day. And you would like to contact your customer and say, hey, sorry about <laughs> but this. But you can't. <laughs> but you can't. Oh, my goodness. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. Not, not the best experience. I you know, I don't know. Maybe there's been improvements. I don't know anybody that's on there now. No, I don't either. So I have no idea. Hopefully it's gotten a little better, but I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. And from, I'm hoping that, you know, from feedback from people like yourselves, uh, yourself, they might sort of try to start fixing some of those things if they want to be competitive in the handmade marketplace. But there's a lot of real big red flags there for me. Um, the lack of direct communication is one of them. I mean, we're makers, we're making something custom for somebody. We need to be able to talk to them um, to yes. make sure that, you know, mm-hmm. to, to work out those little details. I mean, probably at least half of my, like I email all my customers directly, but at least half of them I have a conversation with. Um, at least mm-hmm. half. And that's not always even a lot. It's not always even a conversation like, uh, to fix something or to work out a ring size or whatever. Sometimes it's just a conversation because they're like, Oh, I really like your stuff or they're really happy or whatever, you know, just yeah, like yeah. taking that away is really not good. I, I think, you know, I, I no. feel like having that, that barrier in between you and your customer makes it really hard to build that relationship with them and that, you know, which I think is very yeah. important as a handmade business owner. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's almost like they wanted to keep that customer as an Amazon customer yes. and not your customer. Yes. Which, and, which makes sense from know, their business perspective. Yeah. And it, it's kind of that thing that, you know, some of us say once in a while that frustrates us with Etsy is that, you know, somebody will say, Oh, where'd you get that? I'm like, Oh, I got it on Etsy. It's like, you kind of lose your identity just a bit mm. with Etsy, you feel like, but not to that extent. I mean, your customers still talk to you. You can still talk to them. But, yeah, Amazon, it's like it was really like, hey, wait, this is our customer. You are not taking any of their information if you go anywhere. Right. So you didn't even have so, like, you, like you wouldn't get a direct email from them, for example. No. Uh-uh. Okay. Right. Because like on Etsy, in the invoice, it shows you their email address. So you can, you know, you can email them directly if you need to, if they're not reading their convos or something, which I've definitely had to do many times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And another thing I think that, which is a big red flag for me is the, the whole quick shipping mentality, because that does not, that does not mesh with handmade. It just, the two mm-hmm. things are, are almost diametrically opposed, you know. Like, yes. Sure, if you happen to be – and there's some people out there who um, do have stuff pre-made, you know, and that's that's cool if, and that's awesome if that's your business and you can mm-hmm. you can work t- within that um, limitation that you always have stock and you can always ship the next day. Then it might work for you to be on somewhere like Amazon. But if you're like you and I and you custom make things to order, mm-hmm. it's just – that that fast shipping mentality, it's not going to work because you need no. production time. I mean, our production time is one to two weeks before we even ship. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we have, you know, we always have such a list of orders and you just can't rush yep. these things, you know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I'm not working 24 hours a day. Like, you know, this mm-hmm. is a work-life balance here. So that's just the way it has mm-hmm. to be. I know I'm always running at my very last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have my three to five day shipping window and I – 
I'm always running right at that five days. Like, oh, I'm so pleased with myself if I can get it out in four days. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> used, yeah, we used to have three to five day shipping until about two years ago, I think, and then we just went, no, nah, we got to, we've got to extend this. This is just too stressful. Uh, so that's when we extended it out. We try, I mean, we try to get it done within a week, but you know, sometimes it just will take the full two weeks and just the way it is so people need to understand that and and you know for anyone who has an online shop you probably if you've had enough sales you probably realize by now people often don't read all the details um (laughs) i sure don't (laughs) so it's really good to have that direct line of communication so that if they do get confused and go hey why isn't my thing shipped you're like um because we haven't done it yet because we have this shipping window um Uh Honestly, most of my customers have always been brilliant about that. And I think, I think you, I said this before, but like you train people how to, to treat you. Like we don't answer emails on weekends and stuff like that. And I think my customers are very good and understanding about the fact that we have some boundaries around work and life. Um, so yeah, it sounds like on, I mean, I can't even imagine on Amazon, like you couldn't take a day off. Oh, yeah, because if you had to ship on that day, and like I said, if you're one day late, you're going to hear it, and you're going to have to write your action. I'm like, I felt so silly Yeah, sitting there. I felt like I was in school again, like writing why I wasn't going to misbehave again. <laughs> writing your lines. <laughs> I will not do this again. I will not do will this not again. I will not be late again. I will not be late again. <laughs> Oh, well, okay, we've 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 given uh, we've given Amazon a bit of a hard time, um, and I think yeah. that you know it's probably justified in this case. I mean, I like like Fiona. I have a Kindle. I spend a lot of money with Amazon. I have an I have a Kindle Unlimited subscription, and for that they're great. Like I get my ebook straight yeah. away, and it's brilliant. And you know, when you're ordering from Amazon, you're ordering from these big companies with fulfillment centers and big warehouses, and they can just ship stuff and get it to you the next day. That's great. So that's really what their business has built themselves around um, and why they've become so successful. But handmade in that environment, I think it just no. doesn't seem to be the right place for that sort of business. Um, I agree. And they also, um, they do, even to the handmade people, they offer that fulfillment by Amazon where you can ship them a supply of your products and they'll, oh, wow. they'll okay. then they can offer it at Prime, but... I can't do that, you know. Mm. I can't like build up an inventory just to send to Amazon to hold on to in case it sells. <laughs> no, so. I'm certainly not in a position to do that. And I'd say most, no. you know, probably 90, 80 to 90 percent of handmade businesses aren't. But if no. you are in that 10 percent who is, it might work for you. And you yeah, know, it might give it a crack. Why not? Um, so, but you know, for the rest of us, it doesn't sound like it's the best choice. If we, because we've got to, you know, there's only so much time in the day, <laughs> you know, you've got to, you've got to set yourself up okay. somewhere that's going to work for you. Um, just cur- out of curiosity, what was the back end like, like the actual setting up listings and and that sort of thing? Um, it was, it, you know, it was similar to Etsy. Um, mm-hmm. there was no migration tool to like okay. um do a bulk like switch um. Uh, migration of your products from any other website so it was kind of a one-by-one thing basically drop and drag your pictures mm-hmm. copy and paste your descriptions and titles um I don't remember them really being quite so um 
I'm going to say, there wasn't all the tags. Right. I don't think that there was so much, like, um, you know, part of the SEO. Right. I think yep. quite as much. It more kind of just focused on your title, mm-hmm. your descriptions, and your pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, maybe just because people were already there. Um, I kind of don't remember that as much. But, yeah, it was, you know, it was fairly easy set up. And it was also you know, something kind of like, I don't even think you had a banner. I think it was just a logo and your shop name. So, I mean, yeah, setup was easy. That wasn't, okay. That wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't, I mean, when you go to Amazon, there's no banners or anything. You just see the product and the description and stuff, Mm -hmm. don't you? So it's not like the branding aspect. It's definitely, it's all Amazon. It's not like Rustica Jewelry. I thought they might change that a bit for the handmade stuff. I thought they might have like a sub site that had a bit more of that going on, but perhaps not. And it was very easy too to um, like, if you were on the handmade site, it was very easy to get off of it to right. go to the main and it, I was hoping it was going to be a little more separate that you mm. could go into handmade and kind of stay there but you know when you can drop down like all of the departments mm-hmm. handmade was just you know one of the listed departments on there yeah. and it wasn't even its own thing and for the people that didn't know it existed they would never go there and then say somebody typed in turquoise earrings i mean then you've just got flooded in with all of the other millions of people that are <laughs> you know all of them that are hand making them that are not hand making them and being new on there and not having 10,000 sales yeah you know you're just get lost mm-hmm. yeah that is definitely a risk it's too big <laughs> yeah yeah and like you said you know when it started out it was small and there were you know less people and they were i'm you know they were doing a big marketing push for it as well so that probably brought in a lot of people mm-hmm. but i mean i haven't heard anything about it recently to be honest it kind of in my consciousness anyway it's kind of faded away a bit so yes um yeah and for them you know it's a it's a experiment and it is for us too if we give it a if we give it a go so okay so th- there we go we've got some some pros and cons <laughs> for amazon mm-hmm. um anyone listening who has experience i'd love to hear about it um do come over to the blog and look for the show notes for this episode and leave your comment i'd really love to hear uh you know how it worked for you and maybe you're in that 10 percent that it's working really well for you and if so please let us know why and how it's working for you so that for anyone who thinks well you know it might work for my business they can give it a go um so let's move on to shopify now and Uh we'll talk about how that works for you and the you know the back end and, and so on and so forth okay um I can't remember why I chose Shopify. I know I did use Squarespace. I attempted to use Squarespace <laughs> probably <laughs> three or four years ago, mm-hmm. and I don't even remember now why I didn't like it. So, oh, I think one of the things I didn't like was paying the whole year up front. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty full on. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was why I was a little bit nervous outside of my trial. I thought, mm, I'm not going to do this one. So then I kind of, you know, just let it go for a little bit. And then um, Shopify, 
I liked because uh, it's twenty nine ninety nine a month, and mm-hmm. that's basically, I guess, to get the whole e commerce, you know, so that people can shop and yeah. buy, and you can get paid. Which, you know, I think that it's fairly reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be a little bit more than some, and maybe a little bit less than some, but it, you know, it is what it is. I think it's not too bad. Um, now, is this? Do can, have- I, can I just ask? Mm-hmm. Is that the is their higher fees i seem to recall shopify oh, yeah. being super expensive <laughs> 29.99 is the basic okay basic basic and right. for right now it's working for me mm-hmm. um they have a lot of pretty like nice free templates to use mm-hmm. you know as you can just put in pictures you can you know, you can modify, like, you can modify a lot, actually, with their free templates. You can choose your font. You can choose all your colors, your backgrounds. Um, so, I mean, there's some beautiful templates, too, but they go up to, like, $200. So <laughs> I'm still on a free one that I'm happy with. Like, I don't need that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the things I really, really love about Shopify is, and I don't know if this is still the case, but for a long time, they were the only ones that integrated the buy it now for Pinterest button. Ah, right. Okay. Yep. Have you heard of that one? So we, as far as I know, as we record this, we don't have the buy it button in Australia, but I know about it and I'm very jealous of mm-hmm. <laughs> the US <laughs> very for, nice. <laughs> for having it because Pinterest is a really powerful shopping platform. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, that is, that is good. Without going into anything about social media, um, it's definitely my, my best form of social media that I use. And um, yeah, so I think that some of the other platforms are going to be integrating that buy it now button. But as far as I know right now, Shopify is the only one that has it. And it's really nice just because I know I've gotten a lot of sales Mm -hmm. and basically I think how it works. Like, um, if you were to go to my boards, um, the items that I have that are for buy it now, it will have a blue, like the price will be in blue. Mm Mm-hmm think and I think there's also something that says buy now and if they click that it will go straight into my cart and on the Shopify site and it will just go straight to the checkout page okay which is really nice and then they just automatically buy it yeah no there's no buy it button um there's just like it shows me a price but then when I click there's no buy button and when I click on your Pinterest picture it does take me directly to the listing in your shop but that's it for um, when you go to my profile, it says shop pens from Rustica. Hmm. So then I could, you can see all of the ones. No, that's cool. So yeah, we, from Australia, all we would see were the, would be the pins, like just plain okay. normal pins um, with a link to your shop basically when you click on them. So we don't have the, the shop it now or buy now or add to cart or any of that sort of stuff. So <laughs> obviously it still works like any Pinterest pin where if I click on it, it'll take me to the thing, but I, it doesn't have that nice extra step of, Oh, I've just, I'm going to buy this and add it to my cart and boom, I'm done already. Yeah. Yeah. So add it to my bag is kind of like, just, just like a shopping cart from Pinterest, which yeah. is just nice because then it's more of an impulse. You <laughs> yeah. <know why. laughs> yeah, definitely. 
and this on my board of things I want and maybe mm. I'll go back to it type of thing. So Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so that was one of the positive things behind Shopify. What other things kind of uh, work for you about that platform? Um, well, like I mentioned, the their analytics are really good. Um, did, Amaz- kind of- did Amazon have analytics? Sorry, we didn't cover that. They did. Um, they had trying to remember it was not as good and they were in their analytics was very focused on if you got things out on time and if you had any like um discrepancies or any cases open against you like they were very ready (laughs) yeah they wanted to i felt like they were very ready to like they want that customer to be happy no matter what it Mm. no matter what it is and you know i understand that but um as far as i don't remember seeing where traffic was coming from Mm -hmm. yeah it was just a very closed system right i I remember Mm -hmm. so shopify is not so much it's got a lot more information that helps you as a seller oh yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's very very similar to etsy's and that you can see where all of your traffic's coming from um, one thing that I really like is it will show you who has abandoned their cart. Uh, so who yeah. actually got to the cart, got to check out, but didn't go through with it. So you can send them an email mm-hmm. and just say like, Hey, you know, are you still interested in these items? And then sometimes I might send them you know, a nice little message and offer them like a small discount code and say, Hey, I noticed this is your first time ordering with me, you know, feel free to use 15% off. And I would say half of the people I can recover that way. So that's that's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with Etsy, you can't, you know, like you have no idea Mm. (laughs) how far they ever got, you know, like you would never know they went to check out or so. um, So I'm assuming, sorry to interrupt, but I'm assuming on Shopify when they go through checkout, like, because on Etsy, you can add, like, five different things from five different stores to the one yeah. checkout process. Can you do that on Shopify or is it more contained? Like, it's, no, you're buying from my shop. Oh, yeah, you can't see anything else. Like, right. okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, I think what it is, I mean, I'm just rusticajewelry.com. Yeah. It, there's no, it. there's nothing on that page and anything on my website that's ever going to show similar items. Mm-hmm. Check out this shop. I mean, it's just like my, my store, yeah. you know, like my thing, um, either you put the stuff in the cart and buy it or you don't. Yeah. So. Okay. So that's, yeah, yeah it's very, very much a contained system, unlike mm-hmm. Etsy, which is great, uh, for branding purposes. And like you said, for yes. like lost rec- uh, cart recovery and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. And you own it too, yeah. you know, like you own the, the address and, you know, nobody's checking up on you. Nobody's saying, you know, <laughs> ship this on time late. or the whole what? <laughs> you know, tell us why you're late. You know, none yeah. of that. And um, the one thing that's a little bit weird and, you know, not really good or bad, but the feedback, the reviews. Um, so they have to actually go to the product and you don't see reviews anywhere other than on the actual product page. Right. So it, you're not going to see a shop review. You're not, um, let's see, I'm trying to describe it in terms of how you see it with Etsy kind of as 
you know, it's kind of like a review of your shop as yeah. well. Um, this one, you would have to be on that particular item's page to see if that item had any reviews on it. Right. Yeah. So it's a review by item rather than a review by yeah. business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're not going to see that anywhere. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that's fine. And you're definitely not going to see like previous sales sales history, how many sales you've had, which I kind of like that, you know, (laughs) you know, if you're new, it doesn't show like one sale. (laughs) Yeah. That can be a bit daunting on Etsy, especially when you're starting out. (laughs) If you're a new seller and there's like zero sales or, you know, three sales and no reviews and yeah, it can, it can be hard to get started because people have that immediate oh okay I don't you know you're you're, yeah. you're new even if you've been in business for 10 years you know as far as Etsy is concerned uh from what someone can see from your page they're new and um you know it's always if you are starting an Etsy shop it's always really good if you can possibly to round a few people up who will buy from you through that venue and leave a review so that you can get the ball rolling with that yeah Definitely. So my husband, um, kind of on the same topic, my husband did kind of the opposite thing that a lot of people do. He started putting those displays that he's making Mm. on my site, on my Shopify site. And we started, and I offer wholesale through my site. So trying to sell it as kind of a package deal, whereas he recently opened an Etsy shop too. Mm -hmm. So now, you know, he's had a pretty good amount of sales through Shopify, but now it's showing he's had one sale through Etsy. <laughs> so it's a little bit backwards in that he's actually been in business for a little bit, but on Etsy, it's showing that, oh, he's brand new. He sold yeah. one of these things, you know, <laughs> so it's a little bit weird with that. But, you know, I think overall, I think it's really good to have your own site. Yes. Even if you love Etsy and you never want to leave, just because you know, you can integrate the, um, like I have MailChimp, you know, there's the button I can get subscribers. It's just that like everything is yours. Yeah. You know, every your if people, ask, you know, somebody buys something and somebody asks, oh, where'd you get that? You know, they're going to say your shop name. It's mm. not going to be Etsy. It's not going to be Amazon. So for that reason, I think that, you know, whatever platform people use, it's really a good idea to have your own thing also yeah i'm a hundred percent behind that and yeah i'm in the same boat you know i love etsy i don't plan on going anywhere uh they still bring us a great amount of sales uh, but Mm -hmm. i also would never be without my own website with my own e-commerce platform uh, because i it's you know it's safety it's it's my home on the internet it's it's mine like you said you know you Mm -hmm. own it nobody can tell you what to do with it which yep. is very important when you, your business is your livelihood. Um, yeah. You know, being on another venue that they can sh- kind of shut you down if they really want to uh, because you're not playing the game or, you know, yes. towing the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you hear all those horror stories about people's Etsy shops being shut down for no apparent reason. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> what would you do? Like, I know. You know it would be terrifying. Um, if you quit your day job and, you know, say you mm. were depending on that, it's that would be pretty scary. So mm. um, that's kind of why I've also, you know, everything under everything with social media. Right when I got my Shopify site going, I kind of converted everything to kind of funnel into that, which yeah. was a little bit scary because it's a slower start. Mm. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you don't have that confidence, but 
I, you know, I do see it growing and you just kind of have to start getting people to that site somehow, some way. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I'm totally understand that. Like, um, people, you know, I think people, I was talking about this with Nick the other day, actually, I think people are way more comfortable with shopping online than they were say 10 years ago. Like, oh the, yeah. um, so the barrier to entry is a lot lower than it used to be, but I think there's still a lot of people who are hesitant to buy from a standalone website when they don't, especially like you said, you know, there's no like shop review function. I'm assuming like you have a Facebook page and people can leave reviews there and stuff. So people might search that out. But one thing I do to kind of alleviate that barrier to entry, um, if they're not comfortable shopping directly from me for whatever reason I would hope that doesn't happen but you've got to be aware that it probably does for some people um like on our actual website of real.com down the bottom I've got like a link to our Etsy shop and say you know you can also shop on Etsy so people can if they're like oh they can go check that out and see all our good reviews and see all our sales history and go oh Mm. these guys uh, know what they're doing and I'll buy from them Uh, okay you know and they might become more comfortable uh, buying from Etsy because that's what they're used to. You know, they have an account there. It's easy for them. And I'm, it's, you know, far bit for me to stand in the way if they want to buy from me wherever they want to exactly. buy from me. <laughs> I don't I really well, care, to be honest. Say, <laughs> no, I prefer you not buy this if you're not going to buy it here. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, our ethereal shops in AUD, Australian dollars, because we're Australian, but my Etsy shops in US dollars. Um, yeah. So people can choose that as well. The only... Um, kind of carrot I have for people really to buy from our own website is we offer a 10% discount code for people who sign up to our mailing list for their first sale their first purchase and that's only that only works on our website it doesn't work in our Etsy shop so if they want to take advantage of that similar to that yeah Mm -hmm. they have to do it and I've had people email me and go like with a screenshot of the Etsy shop it's not working I'm like it's it's because Because it only works with our website. So if you want, you know, if you want to use it, you have to buy on our website. So, um, yeah. So, you know, there are ways around that, uh, especially if you do have an established business on Etsy, uh, to to kind of have that backup of, oh, well, you know, we exist independently of this website. We're not a scam or anything like that. Yes. Well, what (laughs) I did to get around that, I guess, kind of similar to you, is I put a... um, I guess a a reviews tab Mm. and um, when you go to the page I said I I think I say something like because at the beginning actually it wasn't allowing me to accept feedback you had to be on there for so long I said Hmm. I yeah something it was kind of strange now I can yeah it was weird I don't quite understand that enough to talk about it Mm -hmm. but um but I still have it on there where I say if you would like to see, um, you know, full, like, you know, reviews I have on many of my products, then I link to my reviews page on Etsy. Yeah, right. So they can just flip over there. And then I notice that, you know, I check my stats on mm-hmm. Etsy, and I do see that I get a decent amount of traffic coming from my website to that one. So they probably see that, and then they think, oh, yeah, and then I don't know. You know, I don't know if, mm. who's buying, who's converted that way. But, you know, like you said, it doesn't matter as long as you get the sale somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's a good one. And I was reading, I think it was in the Thriver Circle the other day, somebody posted uh, some info about um, reviews. Like uh, if you 
write, you know, you, you hand write or type out a review somebody's left you and then post it on your social media or whatever versus mm-hmm. taking a screenshot of that review wherever it was left, like if it was left on your Etsy shop and then posting that. The screenshot is apparently way more co- effective at oh, converting okay. people and convincing them because mm-hmm. it's it's obvious that it's real. Like it's it's yes. it's it's not something you've made up mm-hmm. potentially. So I thought that was a really nice thing. Like you could, you, you know, on your website, you know, your Shopify site or whatever, you could always have like some sort of rotating bar that had screenshots oh. of reviews from your Etsy shop or even a reviews page where you took a whole bunch of screenshots of the best reviews, let's, you know, and put them up there or whatever. So, and okay. Then, yeah, know. that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then how, you could yeah. still have a link to the, the rest of them for people if they wanted yeah. more information. Um, okay. So yeah, there's there's another little trick as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I'll have to remember that one. Mm. So um, let's get back to Shopify. Yeah, let's see. So um, I guess another good thing about them is they have pretty good support. They have um, they have like the instant chat button. Oh, okay. And yeah. I find that they usually get to you within like five minutes and. That was really helpful when I was setting up, mm. you know, if I could find something they were, they could log in and help you do things too. So oh, even wow, now, that's yeah, that's really a nice plus to have, you know, that you don't have to send an email and wait for days for somebody to get back <laughs> to you. I've had a few times where it says that they were really busy and that you did need to leave an email, but I think they still got back to me within a couple hours. So mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, overall, I would say I'm pretty happy with them. Um, One big thing that I came across that's been been kind of a problem that we're not quite sure how to work around, as I told you, um, my husband started putting those displays, and they're big. Mm. You know, they're heavier. Before that, I had set it up that everything was one set shipping rate, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with an extra fee per additional item. Well, they do not have their shipping optimized that you can charge per item. And, you know, on Etsy, you can Mm. put, you know, for every item you enter, you can do a flat rate or you can have it calculated. Well, they don't have that. So, and you can't get that until you upgrade up to this. $79.99. That was going to be my question. Have they got it there for the higher paying customers? Yeah. So that's a jump for $50 Mm. to improve on that shipping, which I've been back and forth with them a lot Mm. about that because, you know, I was trying to explain to them that with, with a lot of things with our postal service, um, they basically only give you the option to put in weight. Whereas once you go to our priority shipping, it's mostly by distance. Mm, okay. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. And there's some different variations that they don't take an account for that. So mm. we have basically had to increase the prices of the stands or, I mean, we're still just trying to figure out what to do about this whole thing, but we've sold some big things that were like $30, $40 shipping and yep. it came out at 450 <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of a big hit and yeah. um you know i'm almost to the point of saying like putting something saying please contact us for a quote on shipping mm. but that so that's one of the reasons why he went to etsy for that <laughs> it was just going to be so much easier so yeah. 
Shipping can be a little bit weird if you sell different items of different sizes. Mm -hmm. It was, like I said, it was great for jewelry. You know, your packages are almost always the same size. Um, So, you know, somebody that maybe sells vintage or sells clothing or sells, you know, I don't know, furniture. Yeah. It could be, or, or, you know, paintings Mm. and stuff. I could see that being like a kind of big problem. Uh, Yeah. Another thing, do they have, um, and I'm assuming again, uh, it's only for the higher end customers, but do you have like uh, the ability to pick for people to choose their currency and choose their language and stuff like that? Um, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's standard. Be- it, well, it probably has to be because I have had international orders to that yeah. site. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Um, and then the other thing that they don't offer that you have to get the upgrade for is they don't offer gift cards. Right. Okay. And what about coupon codes? You can do coupon codes. Okay. You just can't offer a type of gift card. That that option only comes with the next plan up. And um, I got around that by putting a listing <laughs> in your shop for a gift card. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I have done that. <laughs> PDF. <laughs> People can buy. It was so complicated, but I ended up working it out. They could print it. They would get the code they could use. And uh, <laughs> nice work. after a lot of trial and error and not working with some people, it finally got worked out. But um, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not paying the $50 more a month. Yeah. So I'm going to work this out on my own. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know that compared to other platforms, mm. if that's something that you know, come standard or not, but it's kind of a, you know, one of those things like whatever, I don't sell a ton of gift cards. Yeah. It's so not a huge it's not, deal. not a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say, I guess it's like the shipping deal for different items and, you know, maybe the gift cards and just, a, I, there, there's like another feature I was kind of wanting that I remember. I just, I kind of didn't like that it was such a big jump in money mm. to get some of the things I thought should be a little bit more standard, but you know, that's probably my biggest complaint. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. It sounds like it's a good option. I think, you know, that, that base level, or do they, sh- oh, that's another question. Do they charge a, a fee on your sales or is it just that flat rate per month? They do charge a processing fee, and I right. want to say it's around two and a half percent. Okay, that's not too bad. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah, but no listing fees. Mm. Um, no, you know, just mm. just basically the twenty nine ninety nine a month, and then only the transaction fee if you get a sale. Okay, and you know, I have to say from what you said, it sounds like Shopify is an excellent, excellent choice for anyone who doesn't have. Um, a background in like building websites or setting up sites or is very, you know, not necessarily super tech savvy because you get that support and they can actually help you do stuff. I think that for a lot of people is probably worth the $30 a month. Um, if nothing else, <laughs> because you know that there's someone there who can help like literally take over and help you. Yes. Um, I didn't realize they offered that level of support. So that I think is a huge tick for a lot of people who might oh, be a yeah. bit uncomfortable about setting up their own standalone website by themselves. 
Um, so yeah, there is that. Um, with the, did you say there was an import feature? Like, could you import from? Oh yes, yeah, Etsy? I didn't say actually. Um, it's a little bit complicated, but it's not too hard if you're. You just have to be patient with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, through Etsy, you can take your. Is it the CSV yes, file? Yes. Yes. Okay. You can down. You can save that. So basically, you've got that as like an Excel sheet mm-hmm. when you download it from Etsy, and then. You can click the import button. There's an import button where you go to add your products. You just have to do a little bit of shifting around of your columns to make it match. But yeah, I transferred over probably like all 120 of my items at once, which (laughs) was so nice. Oh, yeah. That was really helpful. Like I said, it was... um, it was a little bit, there was a lot of times I had to contact them because some of their columns, I didn't quite understand what they were wanting, mm-hmm. but it probably took me maybe an hour to an hour and a half to get that format ready. Whereas if I would have taken, had to copy and paste individually, it would have taken a lot longer. Oh my so God. Yes. With 120 that's a products. <laughs> really good feature. Like really, really good. <laughs> yeah, that is that is super super helpful. I know that yeah. I've um I've been approached over the years by you know new startup sort of handmade uh, shop, online shops and a mm-hmm. lot of them have done the whole will it will do the work of bringing all your stuff across for you. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because that is a huge barrier. Like if you've got hundreds of products, the thought yeah. of having to sh- oh no. So yeah, so that um, that's definitely very very helpful. Uh, are there any other kind of uh, last pros or cons for sh- uh, Shopify that you would like to share before we wrap this episode up? Um, no, I think that's about it. I think I think the the importing was the one thing that I forgot to put on my list, so I'm glad you asked about that. Um, <laughs> other than that, um, no, I think that it's very reason. I think it's very good for the price. As much mm. help as you get, and um, you know, like for example, when if you have if you use Mailchimp, you know, you can mm. co- they give you that little code to import to import, yeah, so that you can get the button. Um, there's a few things like that where you actually have to go into the HTML and insert it, mm-hmm. but it's usually really good about telling you where to do it. And if you have any trouble, they'll definitely they help you with that kind of stuff too. Okay, so. Yeah. And that's generally yeah, just think, copy and paste. I think yeah. it's good, you know, for the help you get for, you know, just having your own website. Mm. I, I would say that overall, you know, I'm I would stick with it. I'm there's been nothing that's made me want to leave that one. So cool. Excellent. So this has been really interesting. We've kind of we've looked at a, a venue site, which is Amazon, and that's very much on the on the spectrum end of it's their website, and you just happen to be selling there versus yeah. Shopify, mm-hmm. where sure it's you know Shopify <laughs> is who you're working <laughs> with, but it you know it's very much an independent standalone website. Um, which sounds like nobody it's would ever right. say I bought that on Shopify. Like, no, you know, it's just, yes, it's like <laughs> the scenes. It's just I call it my Shopify site, but I don't say that to anybody else. No, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. Okay, well that's awesome, and very excitingly for members of the Thriver Circle. Uh, Linda is actually going to be our special guest for one of our text chats this month. So if you have any questions about uh, Shopify or Amazon and her experiences with them, make sure you don't miss um, the next text chat 
the dates are in your email and I'll put obviously put the event up uh, in the Facebook page as I always do too so we'll have our Linda as our special guest this yeah. month <laughs> as long as it's not the middle of the night <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll make sure it's not the middle of the night we'll, <laughs> ma- we'll make it a, we'll make it a good time for you I, I wouldn't do that to you I'm not that cruel <laughs> Yeah, I look forward to that. That awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. I think that was extremely, I found it extremely interesting um, to find out that sort of behind the scenes information about Amazon Handmade and about Shopify. Um, Yeah, Shopify sounds sounds great. And Amazon Handmade sounds like it's probably not the best choice for a lot of us, but there may be a proportion of people out there who, you know, have the volume and can actually make that work. So, you know. If you're in either camp or whatever, uh, feel free to come over to the blog, um, look for this episode, which will be episode 95, and the show notes, and leave your comment there. And if you're in the Thriver Circle, keep an eye out for that date where Linda is going to come and answer any questions you have about that, and that will be super fun. And this interview has been super fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed talking to you. So, Linda, for those who want to check out your beautiful jewellery, where do they need to go to find it? So, they can find me at rusticajewelry.com or my Etsy shop, Rustica Jewelry. Excellent. And, of course, we'll leave links to those things in the show notes if you want to just check that out that way. And uh, Mm -hmm. have a lovely evening. You too. Thank you. Bye. Big thanks again to Linda for coming on the show and for sharing so openly and honestly your experiences with Amazon Handmade and Shopify. Uh, if you want to look at Linda's shop, her, um, that is obviously based on the Shopify platform, remember to check out Rustica Jewelry. That's jewelry, the American spelling, rusticajewelry.com, and you'll be able to check out her lovely website and shop. Just a reminder, Don't forget about Thriver Circle membership opening in just a few weeks' time, the 5th of April, which coincidentally, actually, I sort of lie, it's the 6th of April, (laughs) is the day we closed on our house last year. I cannot believe it. It has been a whole year since we bought our beautiful house in which I'm sitting right now looking out at all of the beautiful trees outside of my office. It's, um, It's a blessing definitely to live in such a beautiful space, so... I'm celebrating that this week. Uh, well, not this week. I'm celebrating that in a few weeks' time at the same time when Thriver Circle Membership is going to be open. So it'll be an exciting week for us. And hopefully for you, if you join us and get to dive into all of the uh, awesome content that's available for you immediately as soon as you join. So thanks so much always for listening to the podcast. Thank you for everyone who shares your feedback, who pops a review up or who just emails me or shares it on Facebook, every little bit helps. And uh, I really, really appreciate you, you know, sharing Create and Thrive and sharing this podcast with other makers so that they can learn and grow their handmade businesses and create and thrive. Have a wonderful week. I'll be back with you again next week. I'm Jess Van Den, and this has been the Create and Thrive podcast. Bye for now.